Welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, a local web minister, Nathan Jones of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Station, so we ask that you keep us in prayer, that our technology and everything will work without any problems. And of course, our topic for today will be that of the prophecy of the suffering servant in Isaiah chapter 53. But before we continue today's program, I want to let you all know that the lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537, 305-992-9537. We would love for you to call in or text in with your questions or your comments. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to be back to this. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to study your word. And Lord, it just blows our mind that you can give prophecies that are hundreds of years before they actually happen, like we're reading yes. Isaiah 53 today. We celebrate your name and we pray for all those listening, Lord, that they will grow in their love and understanding of you. Your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning into a Truth Save Street Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Dick Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about this incredible prophecy in Isaiah 53 of the Suffering Servant. And well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Save Free Ministry. You can find more information at CalvaryAventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. And of course, I want to encourage those of you that are watching us live via twitcasting.tv and twig.tv. Feel free to also post your questions and your comments right there on the screen uh, for us. And we thank you for tuning in for today's program. And of course, before we continue this segment of the program, I want to welcome my special guest, Nathan Jones, Web Minister for Land and Lion Ministry. Nathan, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, brother. It's good to be on. Uh, you sound a little underwater, but I think I can make out what you're saying. Uh, you have the joys of technology, huh? The joys of technology. Don't tell me that because we were working on that earlier, so we're going to have to keep that in prayer, Nathan. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, doing well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, we were talking this morning uh, a little earlier before we prayed regarding just some of the things that are happening in our world. So I'm excited that uh, God has uh, together here this morning to just be able to encourage uh, people that will be tuning in, Nathan. So I'm so glad that you're on the line with me. I'm praise the Lord, man. And you know, Nate, also, I always uh, want to uh, encourage those that are tuned in to also reach out to your ministry. God is doing a wonderful thing there in Lamb and Lion Ministry. But once again, Nathan, would you be able to share briefly just your contact information? Maybe those that are tuned in for the first time would like to get a hold of you. Certainly. Uh, well, again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And if you want to find out more about uh, us and about uh, Bible prophecy, you can check out our website at lamblion.com. That's lamblion.com. And there you can find our television show, Christ and Prophecy, articles, you sign up for a newsletter and our social networks. And we've got tons of materials there to help you grow in your understanding of God's prophetic work. Thank you so much, Nathan. I was actually pulling up some of that information on our screen just for our viewers to be able to check that out. And it's uh, very exciting. Nathan, you guys do a great job with your website and just the content uh, on the website. And I know you also have some conferences that will be coming up in the next few months. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, uh, and our ministry goes to quite a number of churches around the country, but Dr. Aiden and I, and we, we speak at different groups, and uh, we also hold our own conference, a very big one, once a year, and it's in July, and the, the focus is on messages for a rebellious nation. Uh, it's to get our nation to repent and turn back to God, otherwise we're going to lose our spiritual foundations, our blessings, our freedoms, 
whenever we give up God, uh, nations go into slavery to their immorality, and, and that's the, the direction that the United States is heading. I mean, so we thought we needed a conference to address that, and yes. what's wonderful is that people can come here, or they can watch the conference online, or they can even host their own churches, like I hear your church is doing. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, you can stream a conference right into your church, and your church can have a free Bible prophecy conference. Uh, we'll provide the stream, and you guys provide the location, the venue, and and we can have you can have your own Bible prophecy conference. That you know, Nathan, what a wonderful way how we can take advantage of technology these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the blessing of technology. Uh, I'm sorry it's not working right now between you being underwater and the live stream not going on uh, TWave.tv. I, I guess you're uh, having a little challenges there, but I'm sure the Lord will help overcome that. I know. Thank you so much, Nathan. As uh, you probably are, uh, for those that are able to watch us live, also you know, technology is a blessing, and sometimes it has its little advantages. And uh, we're just actually going to ask you, Nathan. Maybe you could pray for our technology real quick. Hopefully, we can solve this little glitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it, man. Lord Jesus, uh, we are trying to get the gospel out, and we're having some trouble with the sound and the video. And uh, Lord, I just pray everything will come together, and uh, it won't interfere with people studying your word through this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, uh, we have been talking about such an incredible prophecy of the suffering servant, and uh, we know that every time we do these programs, Nathan, we talk about the Lord Jesus and the enemy uh, is not happy. So we are going to just thank the Lord for every week that we get to uh, tell the good news of Jesus Christ uh, to those that are tuned in out there, because we've been looking at Isaiah uh, there, 53, and it's just been an incredible prophecy. You've been taking us through this incredible journey We've covered pretty much most of the chapter, but Nathan, we do want to go ahead and, and, and continue and maybe uh, finish up this chapter. For those people that are watching out there that are not familiar with what Isaiah 53 is all about, can you talk to us a little bit about a recap before we move forward? Well, certainly. Isaiah was a prophet uh, about 700 years before Jesus came, so about 700 B.C. He was a prophet during a number of king times, but particularly Hezekiah's. And uh, he was given a prophecy, and many prophecies, he's one of the most prolific of the Old Testament prophets, uh, writing prophets, and he wrote a lot of information about Jesus' first coming. And Isaiah 53 did that, and for 700 years before Jesus came, he gave all these fantastic prophecies about what the Messiah, the suffering servant, would have to endure to buy our freedom from our own sins and the punishment of sin. And so... Uh, you picked a fantastic chapter, but it just blows my mind when I read Isaiah 53. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. And it is a fantastic uh, topic and also passage, and it's unfortunate that there's so much confusion uh, regarding it, even amongst the Jewish community, right, Nathan? Because, again, they don't see this prophecy as it being that of the Messiah. No, no. The, the Jewish view of the Messiah is that uh, it's just any person, uh, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and empowers them to lead Israel out of some kind of dark era. It's similar to the uh, Judges, for instance, when the Holy Spirit would come upon Samson, and Samson would be supercharged, you know, to rip huge gates off of buildings and kill thousands of Philistines. And that's the kind of the Messiah the Jewish people are looking for. When Jesus came, they were looking for a political savior to rescue them from the Roman Empire. And they didn't understand why Jesus was came humbly and, and lived poorly and then gave his life up and died on the cross. They, they were so confused about that. But uh, I believe after that Jesus was resurrected, they, they finally understood there, there's quite a number of Messianic passages that talk about Jesus as a suffering servant, someone who, who came uh, to take on our sins upon him, to 
suffer and die on our behalf and, and then beat death by being resurrected and, and uh, which provides our victory as well. So yes, you know, his first coming, but there's many messianic prophecies that talk about a king that comes and conquers evil and sets up his kingdom. And so as we are after the fact that Jesus died on the cross, we now know that these passages all apply to Jesus, but in two different comings. The first coming, where he comes as a suffering servant, and the second coming, where he comes as a conquering king. Mm, excellent, Nathan. Thank you so much. And what a great way to, uh, uh, again, bring clarity for anyone that is watching or listening right now. This is all about Jesus. And, of course, as we've been making our way through these passages, there's so much there. Uh, that we are going to continue to uncover for you. And Nathan, of course, uh, you left us off there in Isaiah uh, 53, verses uh, 6 and on. And I want to see if maybe you can read those verses uh, for us as we continue to move through Isaiah 53. Well, certainly. Well, let's start with uh, verse 6. I'll read out the NIV here. Uh, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In other words, uh, we're like sheep. Uh, sheep kind of wander off, and, and they're, they're not too bright, and they always get lost. And it needs a shepherd and a sheep dog to keep the sheep penned in and organized. And similarly, we are we go astray. We, we rebel against God. We sin against Him. We want to do our own thing. We've turned to own, our own way. And because of that rebellion, that, that enmity, enmity against God, the punishment of our sins is upon us. And that punishment is death and hell forever. And so the suffering servant, the Lord, the Messiah, the perfect one came so that the iniquity of us, our sins, would go on to the suffering servant, Jesus Christ. He would then come to sacrifice for our sins. Wow, that is incredible. And Nathan, of course, and in our previous programs, you shared with us, you know, sheep are not very wise and they don't really have any protective mechanism, right? Exactly. Sheep are the most defenseless of creatures. They have no natural ability to defend themselves. Without humans to protect them, uh, it's amazing we even have any sheep today. <laughs> and uh, we're like that too. We think you know we're all tough and we can do it on our own, but we're not. We are like sheep. Uh, you know, we are defenseless against the world as the oceans of trouble and tribulation sweep down upon us. And we need Jesus Christ to save us and rescue us from our sins. And that's exactly what Jesus did when He first came. Wow, and that's why there on verse 7, Nathan, as you continue to take us through it, it gives us a little more details in terms of what he suffered and underwent for us. Exactly. I'm starting with verse 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shear found, so he did not open his mouth. Mm. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was signed a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Wow. You know, Nathan, uh, Mel Gibson did a great job in uh, the movie a number of years back regarding the crucifixion. And uh, uh, here, as you're reading for us, we begin to see a glimpse of what happened. Well, you know, again, this blows my mind. 700 years before Jesus came. It says that the Messiah would be oppressed and afflicted, and even though he was being uh, suffering uh, persecution, he didn't open his mouth. And that's true. When Jesus went through the persecution, uh, the beatings, and being brought before the Sanhedrin, and uh, the king and all, he didn't open his mouth. He didn't say anything. He remained silent during that. And while he was uh, oppressed and judgment was coming upon him, that, that final Passion Week, 
uh, nobody in the generation protested. As a matter of fact, uh, people would come up and give false testimony against him. No one stood up in defense of Jesus. And just here it says in verse 8 that two of the generation protested. Well, none of them did. It says he was cut off from the land of the living. He was crucified on our behalf. He was punished. It also tells us in verse 9 that Jesus was put in the grave of a rich man. That's exactly what happened. Jesus had no money. And so Joseph of Arimathea, a rich man, gave his very nice, fancy tomb for Jesus' body to be buried in. And uh, again, Jesus was sacrificed, though he had done no violence, nor there was any deceit that ever came out of his mouth. So, man, these verses are just jam-packed with prophetic messages that came true 100%. And, and the accuracy, Nathan, this is what is mind-boggling, as you mentioned, over 700 years to the detail, right? Exactly. In fact, there's a mathematician, uh, his name is Peter Stoner, and he calculated that just Jesus fulfilling eight of the 109 prophecies concerning his first coming, the odds would be one in ten to the 17th power. So that's one followed by 17 zeros. That is an astronomical, astronomical number that's impossible unless there's some uh, something a miracle involved, and that's, that's God. I mean, it's the divinity that causes it. So Jesus Christ fulfilling just eight of the 109 prophecies about his first coming is in one man is impossible unless God's involved. So we know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Absolutely. And you know, Nathan, also I was, uh, uh, two words there that I kept noticing, and is the word cut off. He was cut off, and it, also I believe there's a prophecy there in Daniel 9 that talks about the Messiah being cut off, right? Exactly. Yeah, he, he was cut off from the land of the living. In other words, he, he came as a human so that he could relate to us, understand us, and also to be able to bear the punishment of our sins upon him as a man, the perfect man. And he was cut off from humanity. He was cut off from life here on earth. But he beat death, and he was resurrected from the dead. And because of his victory, we can have that victory over our sin as well. Hallelujah. That is the good news right there. So Nathan, Amen. of course, and, and you know, uh, we look at the cross, and, and it is a horrific thing, but uh, Jesus had to do that to pay for our sins so that we can recognize the sin is damaging, right, Nathan? It's nothing to play around with. It's not at all. You know, we, we might enjoy a little bit of sin here or there, and, and that's a sad, a sad thing because eventually sin becomes our master. It, it yes. controls our lives. It, the fun that initially started, it becomes a burden and it becomes unbearable. And people kill themselves because they're so burdened by the sin in their lives. They're so unhappy and miserable. And, and God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be rest from our sin. He wants to clean us and make us whole and give us eternal life. And he had to do that by crushing his own son, as verse 10 said. It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offering and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. Mm. So it was God himself who sent his son to die for our sins. I mean, what love for us. That is amazing, Nathan. And this is why every time that we see the cross, it should remind us of God's love as his hands were extended out, showing us how much he loved us. And that is the... That is what we want to bring across to anyone that is watching the program, anyone that is tuned into the program. Also want to um, thank those that are tuning in there via Twitcasting. Uh, uh, we see your post there. Hopefully we'll get to that. Maybe it's a prayer request or just someone saying hello. Uh, but Nathan, the idea is that for those people that are watching or listening, God loves them. God has a plan for them. And even though you failed, maybe you sinned, maybe you messed up, you can always turn around, repent, 
And the Bible tells us, the Bible is clear that God forgives us our sins. Every one of those who truly repent, right Nathan? Exactly. I mean, verse 11, I think, is the best part for that. It's explaining that. It says, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. In other words, he'll be resurrected. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Now, when you study the other religions of the world, their gods or gods demand that they work hard and, and do good things and earn their way into the favor of God. And maybe, maybe he will give them... Uh, forgiveness and allow them to join him up in paradise or nirvana or whatever. But in Christianity, we have a God who sent his own son because he loved us so much to die for our sins, to take the punishment of sin upon himself. When we in faith trust in God and accept him as Savior, uh, Jesus Christ is given, and we too will be saved. I mean, that is a love like no other. Amen. Wow, Nathan, that is a great point. And also, Nathan, right now we have... Uh Umbanov, uh, Felipe uh, tuned in from Brazil uh, there on Twitcasting uh, Live. Uh, so, uh, Umbanov, Felipe, if you want to go ahead and also maybe post in uh, your question or your comment for us. We see you there on the screen. You say hello. Uh, that will be great. Feel free to interrupt us. Also, anyone else that is watching or tuning in, feel free to also get a hold of us. 305-992-9537 is our local number. And for those that are watching us maybe outside of the country or listening to the program, you can also post there uh, your questions or your comment for Nathan Jones uh, or myself. But Nathan, again, great, um, great dialogue as we look at this incredible prophecy. There is just so much here that we can take from, I mean, it's only 12 verses, right, Nathan? <laughs> but they are, they are packed uh, with, with information. Yeah, and, and number 12, I think, is one of the best. It's the greatest. It says, Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, he, Jesus Christ, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus Christ is uh, now the king of the world, and he just needs to come back and take it. He beat sin, he beat Satan, and he needs to return and set up his kingdom. And uh, he earned that because he defeated evil, he defeated death, and through his suffering and through his death, we have salvation. He makes intercession for us. He, he intercedes between God and us so that we can be pure and holy and stand before God. Mm. And wow, what love. Uh, God loves us so much that he sent his own son to die for our sins. And when we believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and Savior, we too will be saved. Nathan, and this is the word of encouragement. Of course, he died, but he rose again, and he is coming back. He was cut off, uh, of course, according to scriptures, but then the best is yet to come, right? Exactly. Uh, just like you said a little earlier, uh, Jesus did come first as a, a suffering servant, a, a lamb. That's where we get the term for lamb and lion ministries, which I'm part of. The lamb of God. But when Jesus returned, he's coming back as a conquering lion to defeat evil and set up his kingdom on this planet. And that's what we're anxious for. That's the lion that's coming. So Jesus is the suffering servant, the lamb, but he's also the conquering lion, the king. And praise the Lord, he is coming soon. Amen. That is awesome. And of course, we want to encourage those of you that are watching, tuned in, or maybe listening. The lines will be open. If you're in need of prayer, maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, we would love to be able to uh, uh, pray for you. But at the end of the day, we want you to know that this hope 
uh, this grace is available to all of you that are out there. And you simply have to open up your heart to the Lord and, and to receive it. And, and Nathan, you're sharing with us such good news. And I know we only have about a minute left of the program because we uh, lost a few minutes in the beginning. But we always like to give an invitation, Nathan, to maybe somebody who's watching or listening that doesn't have a, a, a relationship with the Lord. Would you be able to share with them briefly, Nathan, how they can start the wonderful journey today? Well, as we've read, Jesus loves you so much. He was willing to give up his life to die for you. How are you going to respond to that? Ask yourself. Jesus said that if you believe in me, you shall be saved. Believe in Jesus Christ. Accept him as Savior. Pray in your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And he promised to forgive you of your sins, to give you a whole clean and new life, and a promise of eternal life with him in heaven forever. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, for those of you that are watching and those of you that have tuned in and those of you that have opened up your heart to the Lord, uh, feel free to uh, let us know. We're coming to the end of the first segment of this program and of course we will be right back with the second segment of our program after this uh, short break. But Nathan, thank you so much for closing that chapter uh, for us and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you brother, I appreciate you having me. And thank you for tuning in. Big Batista, Nathan Jones has been talking about this Suffering, serving, prophecy of Jesus Christ in Isaiah 53. We will be right back and the Lord bless you all for tuning in for the first segment.